We're just a week out from one of the most exciting events on the AFL calendar, the National Draft. And sure, we say this every year, but Hawthorne simply has to nail it as our rebuild continues in earnest. In this edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, we're going to cast our eye on some of the most promising prospects up for grabs, the players likely to land at Hawthorne, and some of our personal favourites we'd like to see picked up by the club. There's a fair bit to get to, so let's get on with it. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Mason, and welcome, as always, to my co-host. G'day, Tiz. G'day, mate. 168 hours to go. Counting down. That's awfully precise of you. Yeah, well, you've got to be precise about these things because if you're imprecise and Hawthorne's picks like move out one or two, it's going to change all my results. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We are contextualizing it for people. <laughs> and, and we famously know that with this podcast, the morning after the record is when something happens. <laughs> Look, there's still opportunity for Hawthorne to make a deal with Brisbane or Essendon or someone else. Mm-hmm. Move up the draft. But as a GWS as well, they're in the mix. Really? Yeah, we could get up to 19, apparently. Interesting. Yep, so there's a fair bit to play out. And like I said, it can happen as people are listening to this. Now, before we get on to that, there are a few stars in this draft, mm-hmm. but next year. Next year's yep, the big okay. draft, right? isn't it? That's the one everyone's looking at. They're like... Don't do any future rounds from next year mm-hmm. because it's better than this one. It's yeah. going to be the super draft. That's it. Like that other super draft that I can't remember that we had recently <laughs> that turned out not to be one. I would say it's not so super if you can't recall it. Probably more about me. No, okay. no fair enough. <laughs> well, you're taking it on yourself. That's fine. I mean, don't be too self-deprecating. I know it's been a hard week for you. It's been overlooked again. Your AFL dream has gone up in flames yet again for another year. My hair wasn't long enough no, that's for it's... Nick to pick me. That's it. Oh, there, there are some fantastic hairstyles going around yeah, this well, draft. Don't worry about that. You've had a that. haircut, I, you know, because I was going to mention all the haircuts that the boys have. You look at Will Ashcroft in the Herald Sun. Yeah. He already has the, I'm on a footy card already, mate. <laughs> he really What does. are you going to do about it? Yeah. Look, doesn't he? So. Well, needless to say, we're, we're not going to really profile Will Ashcroft because he's going to be out of our reach almost instantly. Uh, Hawthorne's picks, 6 24 41, 48, 50, 52, and 65 at time of recording. Pretty exciting, actually, having the 41, the 48, the 50, and the 52. Mm-hmm. Because there's a few talents around that area yeah. that have fallen due to injury, which happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And and let's be honest, when Hawthorne had their first picks in the 40 to 60 bracket, mm. they were pretty good. Yeah, we've done well with that bracket, it must be said. I mean, the first name that comes to mind for me is James Sicily. Yeah, you know, most recent Peter Crimmins medalist. I think he was fifty six, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we can work wonders with selections. I mean, look, my boy, my boy Mitch Lewis, pick seventy six. Yeah, so you just never say still never. hasn't gone past Harry for my mind. Morrison, Harry, Harry Morrison, yeah. <laughs> he was seventy three, wasn't he? Seventy four, seventy four. Okay, I was close. <laughs> and also, you're wrong. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> Uh, we should get to some of our first rounders, the guys who we think uh, could be taken with pick six, which will probably end up being pick seven, to be fair, just after to go back shenanigans. To, just to go back to that, they both were numbers one and two. 
That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. They're, They're very, like the last picked on the list. Very peculiar how these things play out, but that's how it is at Hawthorne. Uh, our first rounder that we're going to focus on first is uh, Bailey Humphrey. So he's our first target, Bales. <laughs> that's right, yep. yep. Here's he's Humphrey. Gonna, he's going he's gonna to hang around. <laughs> Look, midfield forward means nothing. He could play anywhere. Vic Country, Gippsland Power. We've had a few boys at the club from there. Well, not just from the Power. He was captain. Yeah, okay, he's captain. Yep. Some pretty impressive averages as well. 19.8 disposals, 5.7 marks, 4.6 tackles, 4.5 inside 50s, and almost two goals a game. And uh, he's one of the leading prospects from Vic Country. Definitely a top 10 talent. It just seems like it's a matter of where he goes. At that height, you'd have to say he'd be a midfielder in the AFL. Yeah, 185 centimetres. And 86 kilos. Does he have many tricks? Um, an elite contested game. The sheer power and strength have really caught the eye of talent scouts. Add to that the occasional cameo as a damaging forward. I think you've really got an exciting package here. He, he's undoubtedly a really attractive prospect. And look, for mine, a noted ball winner that can hit the scoreboard and have that kind of impact, that's who I want to see in the middle. Yeah. yeah I did notice that um, Sammy Mitchell's like unmentionably non-negotiable... Disposal efficiency yeah. is is not on his list of strengths. Yeah, it might be a bit of a question mark, the finishing and the endurance aspect of Bailey Humphrey's game, but the rest of it looks pretty good. He's a good contested mark for, for a midfielder. His inside game is there. Uh, like I said, with strength comes the power in his game as well, and he does have that scoreboard impact. So Bailey Humphrey, I've listed him first because he might be my choice, mm-hmm. but again, it's it's so hard to know just who's going to be left. You don't think he'll end up at the Cats? Well, they seem to have their hearts set on Jai Clark. Was Humphrey a cat? What is he? He's a bear. Humphrey's a bear, yes. Famously. Fat Cat cat was the cat. (laughs) Yes. Fat Cat, indeed, was a cat. (laughs) Well said. You worked that one through. Well done. It does have its moments, though, because if there's a kick into the forward line, here's Humphrey. Exactly right. I mean, that's that's first goal right there. That That... won't get annoying at all, Dwayne. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. That's a Hutto call. (laughs) Can't you just hear it? You can hear Anthony Hudson calling that. Can we hear him? Where is he going? Is he signed anywhere? I'm not sure. Well, he's one of the best in the business for mine, so I hope he sticks around. Where is this next name I like? Hmm. I, I could yell this out at great volume. Elijah Sartis. A balanced midfielder is how they build Sartis. He just oozes class. He's 79 kilos, a height of 186. He's fast. He's not exactly strong, but he has football smarts that other players would envy. The accumulation is there. He's a very productive player, and I feel like every draft rolls around, I'm always looking for the speedy players, and this guy absolutely fits that bill. Uh, He could be the solution to us needing a very quick midfielder. He's lightning quick, clean hands. Like I said, he's able to accumulate a lot of the footy fairly consistently too. He is regarded as a balanced midfielder with assets as as an inside and outside weapon. Uh, So whether you need him at the coalface tiers or blazing a trail up the wing, he could be the guy. Touch of the Peter Riccardis. Could be, could be. He's certainly uh, got the hair. We mentioned Humphrey before. He's a little lighter than Humphrey. Doesn't boast the same kind of strength, but he's still tipped to go inside the top 10. And uh, that's off the back of a really strong return after injury as well. So I think that's pretty impressive that he's able to bounce back that way. Been interviewed by the club too. Same as Humphrey. Humphrey's been reportedly interviewed multiple times by Hawthorne. Oh, is that a... Is that a question mark or a good thing? You know what? After all the years of doing this, I still don't know. 
Because you remember what happened with Josh Ward. They left him alone. Yeah. They, they left him wondering. So hey, what we should be doing is looking for the ones they haven't touched. <laughs> Maybe. Well, the next guy, we've flown out from South Australia to meet with him. He was at training today. Did you know that? Philippou, you mean? Yeah, Philippou. Mateus Philippou was flown out from South Australia. The Hawks met with him today. So should we take that as a sign of... Is he already on the plane back? That could be a sign. (laughs) (laughs) That could be as well. Another midfield forward hybrid player, uh, arguably the premier draft prospect from SA, a big body midfielder that can float forward, as I said, and make the most of his elite aerial ability and overhead marking now. So just a good combo there. Again, dispose of... Efficiency, especially by foot, although he has had an ankle injury, is one of the question marks over Matthias. We mentioned this uh, in one of our previous podcasts. I think it might have been one of our bonus ones, actually, that he's forged a reputation as a highly confident and competitive young man. Uh, Asked which player he'd take if he had pick number one, he said, and this is a quote, uh, I think I'd have to say myself, just because I think if you're not going to back yourself, you probably don't have the confidence required to play in the league. Fair comment? Yes, no. So has he, in that one sentence, said, I'm the best, but also I need to behave like I'm the best so that I convince others that I'm the best as well? Oh, I would suppose that's an accurate reading of things, yeah. So he's second-guessing himself. No, that. No. <laughs> is that is that what's happening? Because it's not, I'd take me. It's, I'd take me because I think that's what people are looking for. Well, you've got to possess that winning attitude that you can. If you don't think you can, you're not going to make it. I think it's the point. Oh, okay. So how much ego is in that comment is, I guess, open to interpretation. But I don't think he's necessarily incorrect. You've got to believe that you can match it with the best if you're going to. Yeah. I mean, I've seen blokes with less talent than others who just had the belief. Yeah, exactly right. Belief is a wonderful thing like that. A scintillating finish to his Sandville under-18 stint meant that he rocketed up the draft order, did Philippu. He averaged 33 touches in his final four games. Pretty impressive. Kind of reminds me of... Chad Wingard's back end to that uh, 2021 season. The main question marks are around his field kicking, as he, as he covered Tiz, and uh, how well he actually bounces back from that ankle injury. Otherwise, there's strengths are plenty. Athleticism, clean hands, he can hit the scoreboard as well, which has kind of been a, a theme with the draft prospects we've, we've been talking about so far, which I kind of like. Huge aerobic capacity. If we get a, If we get a chance to get him, he is elite and... You know, we'd see him playing next year. If I mean, we saw everybody this year. There's no reason why we wouldn't yeah. see Mateus. That's right. Mateus Philippu, he's sort of seen as a guy that Essendon have their eyes on. Uh, and they could nab him before us, unfortunately. So if you're someone listening to this that's really keen on him, just maybe prepare yourself for disappointment. Uh, the other guys are a little more likely. The other guys that we've covered so far. This guy's a really good shot, though. The next midfielder that we're going to cover, and there is a, a definite theme about midfielders in this first round, the guys we're looking at, Cam McKenzie. Yeah, I reckon this is the bloke they take. Really? Wow. I do. So what are your arguments for Cam McKenzie? Is it the fact that he's more of a balanced midfielder? He can play both roles pretty well? Uh, clean hands, good at the stoppage, and his disposal efficiency is very high. He run all day, not bad with his decision-making. He also kicks a goal. And he's got the same name as the recruiting chief, so <laughs> Mackenzie for Mackenzie. He's de- well. I mean, he's got an A. Where yeah, I get that. Yeah, so I noticed he actually started out as a defender, did uh, Cam Mackenzie, but has found himself uh, with a new home in the midfield. Could he eventually provide what Tom Mitchell was offering us? Granted, it's going to take a few years. But with the added bonus of disposal efficiency, which famously I think Hawthorne fans became a little bit frustrated with by the end. 
So he's 188 as well, mm-hmm. which is slightly taller, but not a big midfielder by any state, by any. There are bigger means. bodies than this in yeah. this crop for sure. But a good height. And uh, look, he played in the NAB League Grand Final. He's got two goals, 25 touches, and he's a solid player. I'm not so much in this draft looking for ceiling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm looking for base level. He won't provide anything less than this. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I'm looking to build the base in the the side of Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have a base level for... Even even in the first round, where perhaps you should go for the best talent, and the you know mm-hmm. this guy could be incredible, I still think Cam McKenzie is a very good chance to come to Hawthorne. Well, McKenzie is regarded as one of the best pure midfielders of the draft. So safe as houses, they're incredibly balanced across across all the attributes we tend to take into account with this stuff: strength, speed, agility, endurance are all there. He's a, a very classy operator with excellent footy IQ and. He is tied to the Saints through the um, through their academy, but whether he lasts or not, uh, if, if we don't pick him up, if other clubs don't, Saints will probably take him with, I think it's pick nine, something like that. Um, but uh, I, I assume if they don't, if they roll the dice and, and let him slide, it won't be long before he's taken. Well, Cam McKenzie is one of those ones that may slide because, as I said, his ceiling isn't as high as the other guys. So if you're prepared to have a punt or you're in the window, I don't think the Saints in any way, shape or form are in the window. Mm-hmm. They're in a similar position. That's why they're looking at players like this who have a high high floor to their performance. Yep. Now, this guy you are super keen to talk about. Yep. Yeah, Ben Allen's boy, Ed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd, I'd like to bring him to the football club, but that's because, you know, Ben was one of my favourites growing up. And oh, okay. I was there it is. shocked and aggrieved when he left. Well, you're going to be um, uh, really annoyed to compound that mm. to hear that uh, he's not eligible by a father's son. Oh, I know, I know. I, def- <laughs> I know that already. Otherwise, he wouldn't be listed in the first round as we could have waited. Yeah, that's right. Well, if you saw his dad play, mm-hmm. if he's anything like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he sh- I shouldn't talk like that because that's... Why? That's a bit of garbage. It's nostalgic. It's not yeah, really... Yeah, no, that's fine. You're, Ed, you're allowed Ed, to like the guy. Ed mightn't be anything compared to his dad. Well, he's a tall utility... Uh, 194 centimetres. Can I just put that out there? Yeah. If you're a midfielder and you're 194 and you play like Ben Allen, oh my goodness. See, I knew you'd like this because 194 centimetres, he's carved out expertise as a wingman. Immediately I'm thinking, gee, I wonder if Tiz might be a fan of this guy considering it's got a little bit of the Connor Nash about it. Yeah, well, we can't have two. So, Ed, have a have a nice career, mate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you can slot him into the midfield, as you said. He relishes the tough stuff. He might actually be, like, if I can say this, the unicorn of the draft. 194 centimetres that posted 2.81 second 20 metre sprint. That's fifth all time. Yeah. Tis. Not just this combine, that's all time. 8.25 agility, fifth at the combine, uh, with an ability to perform inside and outside. That's pretty special. Yeah. And it, it sounds like they're not convinced he's that special, to be quite honest. It sounds like they're, they're underrating Ed Allen, and I hope. He does drift. I hope he drifts a long way and we might be able to pick him up later. Yeah. I mean, he's not talked about in the same breath as, you know, any of the guys we've talked about so far. He's just not grouped with them. So, look, Do you know why? He's too tall. He's too tall? Lower back issues. Yes, well, he does have some lower back issues that he's uh, contended with across 2022. He is a potential first-round pick, but as you say, he could well slide and... Uh, you know, that'd be good for us. Also in contention, uh, something that Cal Toomey pointed out, uh, Ruben Ginby 
is uh, apparently on Hawthorne's radar, who's another quality midfielder. Yeah, well, I mean, he's meant to go in the top 10. Um, he's out of Perth too, 189 centimetres, 82 kilos. So not quite as tall as Ed, but he just has a huge amount of upside. A lot of people compare him to Tom Green because he's not dissimilar looking. Yeah, right. So, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, his athleticism is huge. Um, he just looks like a player you could make into whatever you liked. At the moment, he's sort of playing half back, which, as we know, is one of the easiest positions in the comp to get mm. touches and look good. Yeah. So he's definitely going to be drafted. But, um, ah, look, don't we have enough halfback flankers? I mean... Well, there, there might be a few more that we cover in this list, but I, I'm of the same mind. I would hope that they would be more versatile, that we could plug them into different areas of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we that's what we want. Mm. Can I... My long shot mm. for the first round. Yep. I can see it happening, mm-hmm. but... If he's still hanging around, right? Because I think you'd go a bit earlier than this. But Aaron Cadman. No chance. No chance? No chance. It's said that GWS are going to pick him up immediately. Yeah, I suppose they do need a <laughs> That's the expectation. Look, mate, I hope you're wrong. Because, uh, yeah, I'd be keen for Cadman, certainly. 195 centimetres, 91 kilos. Mm-hmm. Can he play midfield? Because that's what we need. Well, he's the premier key forward. <laughs> Of this draft crop, isn't he? I think that's his expectation. He is, and he's even good below his knees. Yeah. So, no? No chance? They haven't got him going that high. I don't think he is a chance, no. Even if he were available, you know, Sheasel's taken, Wardlaw's taken, Sardis, Humphrey... I know you want him, but he got picked up. Philip okay. Poo, well, well, this And then you got Jai Clark or you got Cadman. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, okay. So here's the big burning question at that point. Does our first pick have to be spent on a midfielder? No. Well, I mean, okay, strictly speaking, it doesn't. Remember, BTA. Best, best talent available. Like you voted. <laughs> oh, I haven't <laughs> In the voted election. Yet. I have not Just voted yet. Just read, best talent available. Tick, tick, tick. No, I've not voted yet. There's no rush. There's no rush. I mean, you know, we did our due diligence. We interviewed uh, at least four of the yeah, candidates. Yeah, what are you waiting for? Because I can. He's open to offers. No, now. I'm not. <laughs> December 9th is when voting closes. I'm oh, not, my goodness. I'm not going to say. It's so far away, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm going to take that it's whole the, time. It's the longest preamble to an election decision. Well, it just feels like every single day someone's got a bit more... To say, whether oh, it's, it's not just Kenneth, by the way, that's not my implication. We're here in the middle of the pot, are we? We just well, you brought first, it up. End of the first round, we've got to talk about something before we get to pick. You brought it up. I'm not taking accountability for this. Chris Langford coming, coming from the back of the field. Well, it's okay. So this is a little bit like civil war, basically. Well, he's declared it as that. Yeah. Well, well, it is. Like, it's Langford is on the side of Gowers. You got Dipper as well. Is that right? Because he said he was on the fence. Well, it appears to be very staunchly anti-Kennett, and that seems to be... <laughs> but still associ- on the fence. Well, it seems to be associated <laughs> with one camp more than the other. Oh. So you got Dipper, who's backed Gowers as well. Ayers, as we know, I think Schwab as well. Mm. Um, you've got a number of past players. I read literally just before we came on to do this recording. Um, the How likes come of it's the Monday after, like we, like most of the votes that are ever going to be cast yeah. have already been cast. Yes, yep. And they're coming out now. It's a bit odd, right? 
Um, well, there's still people left to convince. There might be people like me that are just biding their time. Yeah. Going to change your vote, eh? Just to- I don't think so, no. I, I have a fair idea of what I'm going to do, but... Lock it in, Ed Allen. Lock it in. <laughs> no, and we're back. Second well, rounder. <laughs> no, all I want to say was there's now there's a number of uh, past players that have put their weight behind Nankerville now as well. Uh, you know, Campbell Brown, Nathan Thompson, Jared Roughheads. Oh, this is Jordan really Lewis. healthy. I'm really enjoying this. Like, let's cleave the club with the past players setting out who they want to lead the club. Well, mate, it's unavoidable. It's it's That's what's happening. That's our club right now. It's not great. Not great off-field at the moment. And I hope whichever way this goes, we can put all of this behind us and... You know what we need? Mm-hmm. A social club. Yeah, well, instead of the anti-social club that we've got going <laughs> at the moment, it's, no one likes each other. <laughs> it's playing out in the media. It's a terrible thing to see. Anyway, that's another reason to take Ed Allen. The family club, <laughs> writ large. You're obsessed. You've got a problem. I probably do. <laughs> we need to move on to the second round. Actually, before we do, so Cadman would be your pick. If you absolutely had a dream scenario where you could... Oh, no, there's other people. But there's one that could fall through. Okay, all right. I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does either. But what about the guys... But if he does and he's there... Yeah. Don't you think they'd take him? Uh, yeah. 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 Which would be tough because I'm so set on having a midfielder. But um, usually, first round key forwards work out. Well, I can't. Hogan, Patton. I, don't... <laughs> I was going to say, I can't dispute that with what's happened with Hawthorne's history. And you're taking the piss, <laughs> as always. Uh, okay. Even, <laughs> even when one works out and Melbourne pick up that guy who's now gone to Frio. You know, he's a key, yeah. key position player. Yeah, Jackson, you mean. Jackson, yeah. yeah. Off yeah. he goes. Well, there are no guarantees in footy, as we'll learn with some of these prospects here that we suspect might not stick around. Oh, even no, if we you t- them. no, really? You're going to pick up Isaac Keeler? Isaac Keeler. Yeah. No. You have to really make a point of separating the first and second name. Yeah. It's like Isaacini, like I, <laughs> comma, Zucchini. <laughs> and I wrote to Hutto, and he never went with it. <laughs> right. Well, Isaac Keeler, Keith Ford, Ruck, big man with X Factor and match winning impact. Yes, please. Sign me up. Uh, he's tipped to go somewhere between picks 15 to 30. His ceiling is super high. He's got a surprising triple threat of athleticism, mobility, and skill for a guy that, as I say, 198 centimetres. That's the height of a Hawthorne Premiership Ruckman. Right that's there. right. Yep. That's, that's pretty big. Uh, capable on the lead in the air when the ball hits the deck as well. He's dangerous at the coalface. He's dangerous as a key target up forward. So quite like that duality. Yeah. So he's dangerous everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, can't take a contested mark. I would say that's quite... That, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. That That's seen as a knock against his game. For 198 centimetres, you'd think he'd have no problem. So have you picked another Timmy? Because I, I, oh, improvements, geez. contested marking and physicality. Yeah, so. they're the areas he can work on. And, yeah. Uh, um, that sounds good, mate. Well, maybe that's Does he why... have long hair? No, he Perhaps does, that... actually. He actually does. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, um, very good around the goals. Um, bit of an opportunist, which I kind of like. The, the deficiencies that we pointed out might be the reason that Adelaide decided against nominating him as an NGA option. Um, they're going to be unable to match a bid for him should a rival club call his name before the cutoff. So anywhere between 15 and 30 is tipped to go, and, and we could be in the market for a key forward, which we do need. 
that's going to be an area of consideration for Hawthorne this draft. And uh, if he can double as a ruck, uh, well, that's good as well. Now, you've gone for a small forward here in Charlie Clark. Well, you know I like my fan favourites. Any guy that in the write-ups that you read, you know, the scouts and so forth, any guy that has the, the, the traits that suggest he's going to be beloved by the fans, I'm instantly interested. I'm on the edge of my seat already. That's thanks to his sheer competitiveness. Yeah. He has a knack for freakish goals. I wonder who you're thinking of. Well, I was thinking Pawhalo. Really? Yeah, because all his traits are just, you know, it just reminds me of like a little terrier, a small forward who's going to terrorise the defenders of the opposition. He's tricky to Where nullify. Does it say back pocket and bricklayer that made do it? <laughs> he's, he's really tricky to blanket is uh, Charlie Clark. He was held goalless in just two of 15 appearances oh, for the I Dragons. Like and that was en route to a premiership too. So he's been a very handy contributor. Oh, okay. The good side. Okay, that's not as impressive. <laughs> okay. His best game came against Tassie in which he slotted seven goals. <laughs> seven from a small forward. Hey, just quietly, mm. if you're recruiting, are you p- picking anyone from Tassie knowing that they've got a team coming? Well, that's forecasting who we're about to get to. But anyway, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a guy later on that we'll probably mention, and that, that'll that come to Oh, the, the one with the big red line through his name? No, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, pleasingly, I feel like Charlie Clark does have that defensive side to his game to complement his scoreboard impact. You can run him through the midfield if required as well. So he's got a strong contested game, good goal sense, electrifying speed. He could be poor Paulo-esque, and I like that. 181 centimetres. Yeah, he's very small, and, you know, he could... Does he wear a helmet? I don't think so. <laughs> I've seen pictures of him, but I can't actually recall... But um, look, that small forward position, it's still going begging at Hawthorne. I know we're looking for Tyler Brockman to sew that up, yeah. but that's still still question marks there. So Yeah, everybody who sort of goes for that role ends up playing further up the field. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, I mean, we got, we'll probably play Bruce in that very close to goal, yep. small forward role mm-hmm. without much pressure on the defenders. Moore will still make the occasional cameo and be good for... Three or four goals yeah, no, a game. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely moving up the ground. Yeah, he's, he's graduated. Mitchell and bloody uh, Amira going. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's bound for more midfield minutes, you would think. Butler? Where's Butler going to be? Well, Butler's in contention of that role as well. Right. So he could be the, the small forward that we need. But, well, um, he got... I, I liked him upfield. Like, he makes good decisions as mm-hmm. well. He's not just a goal sneak. He's uh, That's true. good at manoeuvring his body, getting to the... Now, did you anticipate that uh, we'd be talking about a tall defender this draft? No. Well, there's a reason I've included him. Josh Weddle. Yeah, what's the reason? Well, touted for his aerial prowess and rebound running mostly, I feel as though he's the ideal understudy for Sam Frost. Mm. <laughs> you already seem sceptical. Can, yeah. can, I, can I mount an argument? Because I, uh, I feel as though he's versatile in the same way as Frosty. He can play on smalls and talls. He's pretty quick as well. He applies himself in a very aggressive, rebounding, backman kind of way. I mean, it's all sounding pretty familiar. And Frost, what, is he 28, 29? He's not going to be on the list forever. No, you're quite right. Um, his composure and in-between size listed as improvements is exactly like Frost. Thank you. I was waiting for you to point that out. <laughs> it adds to my argument, doesn't it? <laughs> Everything it else, does, all but of his you strengths. Want two of them. No, no. The idea is, is that Weddle comes into his own just as Frost is about to retire. Okay. So that that's the timeline there. Whether we need to do something about this, do this draft really, or... I, I don't want to touch the back line. Well, we are overstocked. And he's not that tall. He's only 192. Yeah, we're overstocked in the, in the back line. And 
So, I, I don't know. Kevin Sheehan had this to say. Uh, he's rock solid in defense in all matches for Vic Metro. Averaged 15 touches, 4 marks, 3 tackles, and 4 rebound 50s a game. An impressive championships and won All-Australian honors as well. The intercept marking is there as well. He's got good strength one-on-one. Is he even touted to go about this place? Uh, he's not first round. He's, he's second round. Okay. So I think anything upwards from about twenty, between yeah, no, twenty and forty. No, he's definitely he's going before twenty. So oh, he is. He pr- okay. may not be around, but because um, there are other teams that really need well, that's defenders true. Yeah. before we do. Well, but, that, yeah, that's true. But we certainly won't be taking the next boy. <laughs> Speaking of defenders, this is the guy that we have marked as a player of interest. But whether he actually sticks around would be another thing. As soon as Tazzy gets a team, is he going to piss off? That's the question. Well, he's, he's fantastic. He's the Morris medalist. Uh, Lockie Cowan. Yep. Uh, defender with the Tazzy Devils slash allies. 187 centimetres, 81 kilos. You know, athletic, uh, very good reading the ball. He's uh, consistent. Beautiful long kick. Yep. Another guy that has that eye-catching dash off halfback and plays with a bit of flair. Now, again, we're kind of... Do we have that position sewn up, or is there room for him? Uh, there's probably not room for him, but he just oozes class. Well, he's, he's got the talent. You you, you know, and I, Morris Medal in the NAB League with those kinds of stats and a very, very dependable contributor. You can't just overlook him outright. We could probably use him elsewhere. I mean... Well, plug him into the midfield, or...? Well, you could even run him on a wing eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, look, he, he's just... If he if he falls low enough, and that's the reason we're mentioning him, mm-hmm. if he drifts low enough because people think, okay, well, Tazzy going to get a team. This yeah. guy's first bloke back to the Apple Isle. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might as well pick him up. We'll get compensation, right? Mm-hmm. If he does go back. Yeah, we can always count on compensation. Famously, it is. <laughs> it's a flawless system. <laughs> One that we can all rely on. Or maybe because we played so much in the Apple Isle, we won't get as many players ripped out of our <laughs> club. No, I don't know. We still don't know how they're going to put that together. We've got a number of other players here worth mentioning. Midfielder Harry Roaston, I believe that's one that you might have had flagged. Ah, uh, yes. So if we're looking for Giants Academy players, you know, because they're, hmm. they're pretty well stocked. Yeah. You know, when they come out of there, they're pretty damn good. 182 centimetres, 81 kilos. MVP for the Allies at the National Champs. Um, he's tough, competitive, kicks goals. I would think that Rouston probably, or Roaston, um, probably drifts a little bit further than this pick, but um, yeah, I'm quite keen to see him in a Hawthorne jumper. An alternative is mid-forward hybrid uh, Kobe Burgill who was uh, tipped to go second round, or maybe even late first round. It's just, yeah... That one's uh, TBD, obviously. Uh, defender Jacob Ryan, uh, defender Ford Max Krasuski, which is a now, hell of a name. This is great because of the evil bloke in Minions, Gru. <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's the nickname right there. So, you know, just yelling that out from, from the stands Gru. <laughs> Gru, there it is. Oh, wow. It'll <laughs> never we die. Can't, we can't do that because no, it's, it's Bruce. It's Bruce. But yeah. Bruce will retire one day and pass yeah. it over. He passed like the like a torch passed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get into some uh, third rounders and late picks. Uh, a number of names here that you know might be long shots. It starts to get more and more uncertain. 
Yeah, where you're just sort of throwing names at a wall and seeing what sticks. Have we ever, have ever had a draft where we didn't pick a kid out of Vic Country? Or even Bendigo or the well, Bush Rangers? Well, this guy qualifies for that. Uh, Harvey Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Bend- Bendigo Pioneer, Defender. 179 centimetres, 77 kilos. Um, look, he was the captain of the Bendigo Pioneers. NAB, their best and fairest. This is a bloke you'd see coming into the side when a couple of our good, cool heads are dropping out of that back line. So I think it's probably a good chance to pick him up now. Well, it might be the last chance to pick him up. He was overlooked last year and then overlooked again in the mid-season draft, and that's when he really got to work and made people start to take notice. His final six games in the NAB League, he averaged 33.2 disposals. So he's not messing around. He's good for scoreboard impact, even from the midfield. Finished the year with 26 scoring shots from his last eight appearances. Not bad. Uh, exceptional form when deployed as a defender. Plugs into the midfield pretty well. Got that amazing work rate. He uses the footy well. Are clubs going to pass on, on him this time around? I suspect not. I, th- I think it really might be third occasion lucky for uh, Harvey Gallagher. Well, they all have their reasons not to pick him. Mm-hmm. So he, he might even drift into the 50s. But we've got so many picks around there, it's a very good chance we pick up Harvey Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, there's a big cluster of picks. Well, you know, what have we got here? It's uh, 41, 48, 50, 52, 65. I mean, it is very possible that Harvey could be a hawk. Now, the um, the NGA Academy... Yes. If anybody bids... You, you, you did the thing that people do with ATMs. ATM machine, NGA Academy, yep. Oh, I can't just say NGA. Yeah, you can. Next Generation Academy. Okay, fine. So the NGA Academy. <laughs> uh, if something, if someone's bid on before forty, yeah, you have no rights to match or anything. It does seem that way. Yeah, I wasn't aware that that was a rule that was introduced. Yeah, yeah but it's brought in now. Yeah, yeah it, it seems to be new. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll be hoping that this guy Cooper Vickery, if we're interested, if we do want to elevate him from the academy and bring him into the fold, we'll be hoping that no one takes interest in him until after forty. Yeah, so what do we know about Coops? Uh, a zippy wingman. He's known for providing plenty of dash off half-back, so there that is again. Obviously, we have that in spades already, but, you know, think lots of rebound 50s, huge tallies of metres gained, uh, boasts a really strong outside game, which I think is an area we, we could improve on at Hawthorne. Certainly, his frame is more suited to the role. He's uh, just 72 kilos, 181 centimetres, he has an average of 17.3 touches for the Gippsland power, showing he can accumulate the footy without any issues. He's got some quality kicking efficiency too, which I think is also much desired by Hawthorne. And he was reportedly one of the best in the 20-metre sprint in the final day of the NAB draft combine. So there's a fair bit going for him for a small defender wing type player. Uh, impact per possession is a, is a little bit of a concern. And strength, obviously being a lighter frame, not one of, one of his fortes, but... Consistency, versatility, got the rebounding aspect there. Speed and transitional running is a big, yeah, no, he big can cover the, as well. He can cover the ground. If you're looking for players that uh, carry the ball mm-hmm. and can carry the ball long distances and with smarts, um, you'd be you'd be taking victory. We okay with that name? <laughs> it feels like a roll of the dice. We were burned once. Any Rello? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, and we move on. Well, you know, it's um, certainly if we're taking him later on, we won't be picking anyone shorter than him earlier. No, I wouldn't have thought so. The other NGA prospect, Josh Bennett, he was in the mix as well. 
pint-sized midfield Ford hybrid uh, that is classy, creative. He has a knack for some scoreboard impact. He went goalless just three times across 13 games for the Eastern Rangers. No problem finding the footy either. He averages 18 disposals. Uh, observed to be more at home when pushed up the ground and given a contest, though, rather than a pure Ford 50 weapon, which is intriguing. Highly touted, though, for his elite agility, and uh, that was really on display at the state draft combine. Yeah, he's he's very clever with his Ford 50 entries. Mm-hmm. So he can he can spy a man on the right side of his opponent and just hit him up. Um, it's a it's a it's a knack. That's a that's a craft yeah. that not many players have. Um, Gunston had it in spades. Mm-hmm. He could do that. Uh, we need that kind of ballmanship. Yeah, the, the silver service for our forwards would be good, and it's nice to know that. If he's not further up the ground, then he still has something to offer when he is a pure forward. As we get further out in this draft, these guys can be anything. And, yeah, pretty much. You know, um, we look at Jerome Lawrence. Is he father son? Did we nominate? I'm not actually sure of the status of uh, Jerome Lawrence. I certainly haven't read there's been any nomination, but 195 centimetre key forward, the, the son of Premiership Hawk, Stephen Lawrence, of course, who played 146 games. And knocked out Peter Sumich. Continue. <laughs> Potential, as you say, that's the key word here when you start looking at some of these guys. He's shown glimpses as a genuine forward threat. Good speed off the mark. He makes for a good target with his aerial skills. The production and consistency isn't quite there at the moment. Seen more as a project player that we might bring in with a late pick at best. So, outside chance. But you're right, I haven't read anything that confirms him as a, as a father-son selection for Hawthorne yet. So, Oakley Chargers again had the best of... You know, that, that is a fantastic school for young talent. Mm-hmm. So, Got a question for you. I don't know if you happen to research this guy, but Noah Long, is he a brother of Ned Long? I tried Googling this, and they look remarkably similar to the point where I feel silly asking, but I, I couldn't find any confirmation one way or the other whether he's the brother of Ned Long. I don't know. Long's a fairly common surname. Is there anyone else you want to talk about? Is there someone that... You know, maybe you're most excited for in this draft. Maybe if, well, who's your pick of the first round? Is you go on Cadman as a long shot, but is there anyone else that you're really excited by? Uh, I do like Darcy Jones out of Western Australia. Now he's a pocket rocket, isn't he? He, he is. is tiny. Yeah, um, he should go where we have picks, though. Okay. So between twenty and forty. Yep. Anything can happen. Um, you know, he's remarkably tiny. Like 174 centimetres, but 63 kilos. But, <laughs> you know, why? Where does he play? Refresh my memory. Because I researched this guy a good month ago. Oh, he's a midfielder. Yeah, I was going to say. You'd be thinking, um, you know, like Smithy and... Yeah. I was going to say, we just delisted Jack Saunders. I mean... Yeah, but this kid, he's got acceleration. He gets a lot of the footy. Yeah. Like, you know, run and carry, that's what we're looking for. We need a bloke that can break the lines. He's just consistent as mm-hmm. well. And to be consistent and a sort of outside midfielder link player, geez, what will we do for that? What does this midfield need the most currently? Does it need a, a contested ball winner or does it need someone with a bit of creativity? It needs experience. And- it needs experience. Yeah, well, we're not we really get that don't from... know what our midfield is capable of. Yeah, we're not going to get that from the draft, obviously. No, that's right. So we just have to stockpile talent. Mm-hmm. And I don't think 
there's much point in really chucking money at a at a really stellar midfielder mm-hmm. at the end of next year. I think you just okay. got to build this group together. Unless it's quite obvious that we're just we're not going to progress mm-hmm. without some more bigger bodies around. Yeah, which I think you'll get the sense of one way or the other in 2023. Yeah, but we've got big rucks. Yep. Lloyd Meek, he's mm-hmm. a big man. He is. He he would give you confidence if you're, you know, wandering around at his hip height, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you see him there, and and someone's having a crack at you. You know, Lloyd could just. Reach over, pick him up by the scruff of the the neck, turf him into the stand, and and you'd continue on your day. It goes right into a bin that's in the stand as well, and then someone just puts the lid neatly on. Mate, he is enormous. (laughs) He really is. You know, I've seen some training photos today, and uh, uh, Emerson Jecker, he's looking good. He's looking fit. Right. They're going to redo the calendar, you know that. Oh, they're going to have to. Because, I mean, the, the Hawthorne calendar at the moment has one active player left on the front. Do you see that? <laughs> it's got James Warple there with McAvoy gone, O'Meara gone, Mitchell gone. Yeah. Great. Is the calendar the kiss of death? Has it been in previous years? Yeah, there's been a couple of years. Well, obviously, when Mitchell and Hodge yeah, and okay. Lewis yeah. were leaving, it was pretty obvious. Buddy was on the calendar, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who makes these decisions? Some like whoever makes and them they decisions. make them ages out. That's right. Like, but one of the most frustrating things about those calendars is what they don't have the bloody fixture in it. I mean, what is the yeah. point of buying an AFL calendar if they don't have the fixture? Absolutely, yeah. But you got to have them in time for Christmas. That's the thing. What? Why? Well, because because they're gifts. They're easy gifts to give. Are they? Yeah, I don't they're give them because they're rubbish. They're yeah, they, they are. They don't have any info in it that I need. I have to go through them and write the AFL games. <laughs> That's right. Now, the fixture's been released in um, mid-December, I think, isn't it? Are we getting mm. a fridge magnet? Oh, yeah. Well, who wants my vote? <laughs> <laughs> it's a low bar. Oh, dear. Uh, no, fridge magnet would be good. It's, it's been many, many years since we had a fixture on a fridge magnet. Um we're, of course, weighing up whether we go to the uh, the magic round. In fact, what? I'm... My housemate used to have a fridge magnet from mm. 2016 to mm. 2019. Just stay. I'm there. sorry, what? Yeah. As in it covered all years? Yeah, no, in 2016, he had yeah. still up on the oh, fridge in 2019. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, okay. Now I understand. Very frustrating. Yeah. Number of times I looked at that, getting excited about the game on the weekend. Anyway. Who can accuse Hawthorne fans of living in the past? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're looking at going to the magic round. It's just a matter of when that fixture drops and then we can organise that weekend away. But who knows where Hawthorne could be playing? Do you reckon they returned to the Barossa Valley? They had a great time there. <laughs> I'm sure they want to go back. Well, I don't think there's many who went that are still in the league. <laughs> oh, now there's a point. <clears throat> anyway. Um... <laughs> well, for what it's worth, looking at the first rounders, um, I quite like Humphrey. What about what? Harry Barnett? What about him? Well, he doesn't seem to be exceptional in anything. All right. Well, what worry about him then? Apart from... But he's a ruck, and he's going to be going 20 to 40. We're fine for rucks at the moment now, Apparently. But he's strong, and he could take a really good mark. That's a lot of rucks. All right. I'm going to be sold on someone first round. Oh, you want a first rounder. Yeah, first round ruck before I get interested. Because that division's sorted now, you would hope. What about Bustlinger? Oh, yeah, I remember the name. What's Jed his deal? Bustlinger. Key defender. Yeah, pass. 
I'm sorry, it's got to be either a midfielder or a forward for me. What's the deal with uh, Jai Clark? He's Geelong Falcons. Everyone reckons he's going to end up playing at Geelong. They're talking yeah. about him. He's yeah. uh, a Selwood clone. If he's available, are you taking him? No. Well, only because there's chatter that you know he's likely to end up leaving anyway and, and go to Geelong. I don't know how legit that is, but that's what people seem to think. And that worries you, does it? Yeah, because we need to nail this and and need to build the future now. We can't have someone bailing on us. Surely there's a cliff, right? For Geelong. <laughs> I've been saying it for when? 10 years now. I know, I've been saying it as well. When is when is it happening? As fun as it was to see them always fail in the in the prelim and they fall to pieces when it matters most. They did get it done this year, know, unfortunately for us. And and now you wonder if they can do it again. Do you have a pot shot at Jasper Fletcher? Nah. After they didn't do a deal with us on the side to make sure that no one else could get him, <laughs> just go, Jasper Fletcher, what a good idea. That's exactly what Hawthorne should have been doing this whole time. Like, well, if you don't want us to bid, then... That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they're absolutely doing well, that. Well, Hawthorne has to make some moves, right? Yeah. Have to move some picks around. Because that, that gulf between 6 and 24, I don't like it. It's sitting there. It's bothering me. Mm-hmm. I want more picks between them, or I want that 24 to turn into GWS's 19. Right. So that's what I would be looking at, but whether they get it done, I don't know. It feels like if they were going to do it, they would have gotten it done by now. Are you happy for Braden George to come to Hawthorne? He's 186, 87 kilos and uh, 186, 87 kilos. 186 <laughs> centimetres, 87 kilos, <laughs> yeah. and he's a medium forward. Yeah, okay. um, but he is very, very quick off the mark. The mm-hmm. defenders can't keep up with him, and as a result, he's an excellent mark. Got to start thinking about these sorts of players uh, soon because Luke Bruce ain't going to be around forever. Well, I would say Braden George was very much like one Jack Gunston. Mm, okay. Um, aerially, he's brilliant. Consistency. Is a problem, but it is for most forwards at a young age. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like he could fill out reasonably quickly as well, which is something I like to see in a, in a forward that arrives at Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, look, uh, yeah. It's all right. Everything's fine. We've got Ferg. Don't worry so about when it. So when are we getting this party started anyway? Well, November 21st and November 22nd are the draft nights one and two, respectively, this year. Uh, our social media channels have been a hive of activity over the course of the off-season, of course, but... It's about to get even busier for us over the draft because you can join us on Twitter as we broadcast live as the draft unfolds. That's both nights, November 21st, November 22nd, live on Twitter. And in between picks, we'll be reading from Pig, Jimmy and Ruboy. Is that right? (laughs) Well, we're going to have to plan something because there could be a bit of time between picks. But that's for for banter between us. That's for people to jump on board and have their say about all things. And are you getting the KFC bucket or am I? It should be good for two days. One each, mate. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And then if we get sick, we have a bucket ready. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be the Hawk Talk podcast draft party, and you're invited. So hop into our space over on Twitter and hang out with us November 21st and November 22nd during the draft. Details close to the date. We'll put them up on our social media so you know how to join the fun. Elon has reassured us that we are top priority and that it won't fail, Hawk Talk Pod. And who couldn't rely on that?
You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We have some merch up on Redbubble, t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all sorts of things. Find a Christmas gift for yourself or for another Hawthorne fan in your life, or you can troll an opposition supporter for a secret Santa, so that'd be fun. That's uh, brilliant. Isn't it? Oh, I have so many... Do we get a discount? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of self-defeating, isn't it? It all goes back to us. So... <laughs> Anyway, finally, we'd like to extend a big thanks to those that support us via Patreon, our proud, passionate, and paid-up subscribers who contribute to making this show all that it is. Uh, in particular, we'd like to give a shout-out to our latest subscriber. Welcome aboard, Edward. Thank you for getting around us. Uh, now, anyone thinking about subscribing because you like what we do and you want to support us, there's a massive back catalogue of bonus content waiting, and you can sign up at any tier you like, really, as, as low as a couple of bucks a month. But all the details are up at patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. So this is the renewal of the Hawthorne Football Club. Uh, Sammy Mitchell is going to do his very best to absolutely kickstart the new generation. It all starts with pick six or, shall we say, seven, whatever it ends up being. Could be eight if we go for Jasper. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's one that we watch with intrigue. And, of course, as I say, with the Hawk Talk podcast draft party, we'll be uh, talking our way through it. We're doing it live! <laughs> <laughs> this could be a disaster, Nick. Oh, it could. Well, it's that, that's part of the appeal, I would have thought. That's part of why people want to jump on board and <laughs> join us on, on the spaces. We'll talk all things Hawthorne. You know, we could talk election. We could talk Pig Jimmy and Ruboy. Hawkwood talk pod. Could be great. Could be very Hawkwood indeed. Anyway, something to look forward to. Very much excited for this year's draft. Make sure you join us live on Twitter, nights one and two. That's next Monday and Tuesday. Join us over on Twitter, twitter.com slash hawktalkpod. We will catch you there. We are a happy team of Hawthorne.